Welcome to the In-Law Suite. I'm Crystal. And I'm Nicole. And we are your new favorite in-laws. This is the podcast where we talk about everything. So grab some coffee or some wine and close the door behind you. Because you're in the In-Law Suite. So let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the In-Law Suite. Ooh, musical You like that? You like that? All right. So today's episode, we are talking about letting yourself go. Um, And what we're talking about, this is part three of the marriage series. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about how women or wives let themselves go after marriage, um, having children. But can we, let's let's call it the the perception that that's. Oh, the perception that people have. And some uh, somewhat of a reality of some, some of these things is our reality. <laughs> so, um, nevertheless, but before we get into the topic today, we're going to Nicole's corner and we're going to talk about the highlight of our weeks. So, Kristani, can you tell the people what was the highlight of your week? All right. Um, so, for me, I think. I don't know if I have like a major highlight, but we've just been in back to school mode or new to school mode for us because it's our first Mm -hmm. year in actual school. Um, And so we've just been um, doing everything school related. We went shopping. We've been um, organizing clothes and books and book bags and all that stuff. And so it's, I have mixed feelings about it. I'm very excited for her to to go to school. She loves school. She loves learning. Um, But, of course, I have my anxiety about the situation. Yeah. Going to school is so much fun for the kids. Yeah. But it can be not a little stressful. I think it's stressful for the parents as well, but a, a different type of stress. For me, the stress was making sure that they have everything. Um, you know, they have to go through their school supply list, make sure they have some clothes. You don't want your kid going out there looking crazy. Um, knowing who the teachers were, uh, what bus stop they supposed to be at, uh, what time they supposed to be there. That was, we had a little trouble issue in our county with that. Yeah. Um, that was a struggle for us. Oh, this I have, week. I have a, a, now that you mentioned that, I do have a highlight. Oh, my daughter's, okay. my daughter's teacher is black. Hey, <laughs> when you said that, I said she would have the black female yeah, teacher. I'm ex- so excited. And I'm excited because she has always said that she wants to be a teacher. Yeah. And I strongly believe, you know, that representation matters. Mm-hmm. And that if you see it, you can be it, you know? So even though she's, you know, five and how many of us are really what we said we wanted to be when we were five, but I feel like it's just a very positive example for her. It is a positive example. Yeah. Hopefully. I agree. I mean, we don't know her, but I'm hoping I'm very excited she, for the possibility. She seems like she would be a good teacher Yeah, from what you've seen. Mm-hmm. So, but so I hope and pray that that is the same. If and not, your daughter gets it. home with me learning here because. Uh, <laughs> and that may be happening anyway, that given this Delta variant that's, you know, taking a rise to these cases. So, but yeah, is that all the highlight of your week? Um, 
I think so. What's your highlight of the week? So I agree with the school stuff. That was a, a huge stressor this week. Not, I just want to make sure everything was like she had everything before going back to school. So yeah. that was a stressor. Um, I want to talk about something a little bit different. We haven't really talked about music and music is very important to me because music helps me get through the day. Oh, and okay. I have a song that I've been in rotation that I would love to recognize. Okay. I appreciate this type of R&B music from this certain artist. I don't it's, want you to tell me the title. I just want you to sing the entire song for me. That is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Never, ever. Um, but it is Silk Sonic Skate. Skate. That is a very Nicole song. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I love the uh, Leave the Door Open. That was just a... Yeah. Uh, that was a hard one to top. And Skate, when I first heard it, I was like, mm, I don't know. But it's starting to... Oh, I loved it I... the first time I heard it. So I felt like it was a song that it has to grow on you, in my opinion. So when I first heard it, I was like, okay. But now I'm just like, I love it. So... Well, I appreciate them. I, bringing I that type say, of when music. I say that I loved it, it's not like I ran out and was like bumping it on repeat. Skate not like that, but baby. like I felt I felt where the vibe was going and it took me where it was trying to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I agree. And, you know, all that I listen to is music that sounds like that. So it's right up my alley, you know, because yeah. I'm an oldie but goodies, baby. Yeah, I appreciate them bringing back like that nice R&B real music real music <laughs> like I like the music that's out now I, I like a lot of different type of music I like pop um not a little different type I, mean, I can say all kind of somewhat similar pop hip-hop you know the current R&B I like the old R&B yeah so but I, I just enjoy their music I was telling my husband the other day, like we was listening to an old school song that I forgot what it was about. Um, was it called Silk? Not not Silk. There was a group called Silk. There was a group called Silk, but this is not the group that I'm talking about. It's an old school group that sung a song. It was about sex, right? And but the song didn't seem so raunchy raw (laughs) yeah it's like they was talking about sex back then but it was like it was that song called where do you want me to put it do you want me to put it oh uh uh-huh yeah so that you that song's about sex right you know like ah you know and i was like see this is what the song should feel like like i don't feel like i have to play the non-explicit version for my children and it, well, they shouldn't be listening anyway. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like I have to um, edit Sense it out. That. Yeah, because well, first of all, they're not cursing on it, but they talking about sex, but not in such a raw way. H- have you seen the little trend? I don't know if it's a TikTok or an Instagram trend, but where they're playing um, Janet. Uh, I can't think of the song, and they're like realizing yes. what the song oh, is about. Doesn't as really an matter adult. what the others say. It doesn't really matter. Uh-uh. No. Oh, man. But I know what you're talking about. I thought it was doesn't matter. Uh-uh. It's Anyway, they know what we're talking about. But that's basically it. Like, as a kid, we were singing it, but we didn't know what it was. And Realize- then singing it as an adult, yep. you're like, wait a second, Janet. 
Yeah, but you can I actually know. listen to the words. That's yeah. I, I I like. I feel like skate is kind of like that same. Not skate, but the leave the door open. I was gonna it was say like is that, that type talk of about sex because <laughs> no, but it's it's like you know I I want to get to know you. You know, like yeah, uh, it's, it, it, you doing adult things. You know, right. so. Now, when you hear other songs, like, don't get it twisted. I love me some WAP. And, you know, I like the beats and all that stuff. But I can't play that for my with my kids in the back. I'm that got to be a, a solo ride song. That's a solo a ride solo song. Ride. I can't even play the non-explicit version because it's just it's too much. Yeah. I so. um never got into WAP. I'm a, I'm I'm a Cardi fan. I, I like Cardi, but WAP I is 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 way past my threshold. It's of catchy. My it's tolerance. catchy for me. I I was it didn't catch lie. me. It didn't. It catch caught me. me. <laughs> but you know, sinker. I'm also like a fast forward through sex scenes type of person. So oh. at a certain threshold, I'd be like, "This I'm good on this. This is enough." Yeah. <laughs> no, I was all for it. I was like, "This is this is a." Uh, I just like the song. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I thought, you know, let's, I want to tell the people that, you know, we love music. Music definitely, I feel like, relieve a lot of stress. Yeah. It and definitely does. Yeah. So that music is my, I love music. So it's my thing. So, cause before Silk Sonic, it was, um, Ariana Grande Positions album. Like that's a, that's a naughty song, naughty album too. The whole album is naughty. It's the title of the album is called Positions. I don't know. I didn't listen to it. Positions. I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying I I didn't listen to it, so I'm just asking. Yes, positions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's. I mean, but not all. I would say maybe like one or two, maybe three songs are not about positions. Um. But yeah, I love her album. I just think she's a great vocalist. Like she can she can sing like really really well. So um so yeah. So I'm now on Silk Sonic. I can't wait for them to come out with an album. So hopefully soon. Yeah, but that is that is all for the highlights of the week. I think we're just going to go ahead and dive into this topic. I have a couple questions for you. You know, I'm the questioner. Lord. So okay, I'm, I'll, I'll I'm start prepared. off the conversation <laughs> with the questions. And she don't even, you don't even know I had these questions. I did, did not. That's why I said I'm unprepared. All right. Are you ready? Get into quiz mode. Yes. Yeah. So my first question is, are women criticized for the for their physical appearance more than men? And this is I not think, about marriage. This is no, just no, no. I get what you're saying. Women. I think the average woman is. Mm-hmm. You and I mm-hmm. are likely criticized more for our appearance than our spouses are. I think on a celebrity level, it's probably closer. Like I feel like male celebrities are criticized more than like the everyday. But we all know that a male, like an old, out of shape man in Hollywood can still get an acting role. And yeah. it's not the same for women. So I think it's definitely still that double standard in Hollywood or at the celebrity level. 
But I think that there is a higher expectation on men that are celebrities to have a certain physique. Like, I think that, uh, like, let's say a six pack abs, right? Uh I feel like that is more expected in a celebrity, Uh but a random guy walking down the street, he's not going to miss out on no nothing because he don't have a six pack. Whereas we know that there's like bias in hiring opportunities and things like that for women that are overweight. Okay. But what about women, like normal day women? That's what I'm saying. I think that for normal day women, it's more. But for than the celebrities. Yeah. Gotcha. I agree. I think women have to overcome a lot more than a, than a dude. I think women do women. I feel like men initially see the physical appearance. Like, I feel like women sometimes can overlook a physical appearance to try to get to know somebody. But I feel like men, most men and not all men, if if I'm not attracted to her, I'm probably not going to give her a shot of a doubt. Yeah. You know, just like um, that. I don't, don't want to reference this, but I'm going to reference this. The Love Island thing with Cinco, Cache, and Trina. He was physically attracted to Trina. So he wanted to, you know, get to know her first. But then he realized I, I have more of a chemistry with Cache. So... He realized that's surprising later. because I, I mean, of course, everyone has their own type, but I did not feel like Trina was much like more attractive than Cachet. But but that must be his type. That's that must be his type. Gotcha. You know, a lot of people, maybe not also too, except the no hair. You know, men I probably gotcha. like women with with hair. Um, I, I think she's a beautiful woman with or without hair. Um, but. You know, he was so into Trina's physical appearance, he was willing to give that more of a shot first Mm -hmm. than, you know. I think when it comes to strictly looks and let's say the first impression. Yeah. It is more difficult for the standard is higher for women than it is for men. Of yeah. I I think that maybe men have a personal um you know, like they're hard on them themselves, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But I it's agree. not a society thing. Yeah, because society puts us in in these bubbles where we have to have no stretch marks, <laughs> no cottage cheese, no, you know, like these perfect supermodels. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like nowadays it's starting to be a little bit more, or a little more acceptance in regards to like having a little meat on your bone. Um, well, there, I think you have to say the, but where the, the women meat are is, doing it. Where but the, the women, meat is. Yeah, that's too. <laughs> but the women also too are embracing it. And the women are also to taking up for themselves. So like, and I don't know if you heard this, but recently uh, Lizzo got on um, Instagram and she was upset and crying because people call her a fat forgot a fat monster i forgot what they were calling her a fat mama or something ignorant um and you know 
being a celebrity status, you got to understand people are always going to judge you for what you look like and, and, and whatever. But she just did a new video with um, Cardi B. And it basically is called All the Rumors Are True or something like that. But she basically was talking crap back to the people that were talking back to her. So, okay. I didn't see what Lizzo said. I've seen stuff about her, but I didn't see like this video. So she was crying on Instagram because people were fat shaming her essentially. Yep. Yep. I feel like that is very surprising to me. She's done that before though. But her whole thing it, okay to me are, it's a little bit different. of a cover i think she has insecurities of course but then you know women probably try to say embrace yourself love yourself do this with yourself to try to mask their insecurities and once she started getting support from other people um that probably helped her but at the end of the day you still have these people tearing her down which she probably is sensitive towards and it, it just doesn't make her feel good about what she's doing. I get that. I I 100% get that. And I understand that it can be someone can say something to you today and it don't Im- impact you. And then they say the same thing tomorrow and it hurts. Like, I get yeah. that. Like, people are dynamic, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also know, like, for me, I have come to a place in my life where... I feel as if the way that I look is the way that I look, right? And I can do things to change how I look, right? But it doesn't mean anything except how I look, right? And so I feel like if I built an entire brand on my body being a non-traditional style of body right because the traditional body is skinny and curvy and all that stuff right well what they consider curvy the hourglass but Mm -hmm. so she built an entire brand on aside from her talent her whole thing was I have these roles I'm big and I'm going to wear what I want I look how I look and if you don't like it you don't like it so it's just weird to me to then get on here and start crying because people don't like it. Do you see what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying, but she's still hurt. Like somebody can tell me, Oh, you know, a random person can tell me, Oh, you know, I think that you have your thighs are too big. Like you Mm -hmm. just look unproportional or whatever. Right. And I can be like, I don't really care what you say, but still it hurts. Cause it hurts to my, I understand like you putting on this big front, like big is beautiful, you know, and embrace yourself. And she's probably helping so many people because she's out in the like public in the, in the, in the world, everybody sees her. So she probably feels like, you know, now that I started this, I have to continue it, but she's still sensitive to her image because at one point she was doing, um, she was trying to lose weight. Um, as well, you know, and then she had other celebrities also too going after her. So at what point, I guess for her, she was like, you know what, I'm doing my best. But then I got also to these haters that 
you know, are getting on me. So I have to, you know, you have to break down. Yeah, I get it. I, I And I'm not, I don't want to come across as like not being compassionate towards her because I do understand. And I am a very sensitive person and I've always been since I was a kid what people say about me really impacts me like I will not be able to sleep right but I have had to realize for myself that just because somebody says something about me it doesn't mean that it's true I guess I have the resting bitch face right I know that about myself. (laughs) People have told me that for years. You look angry. You look so mean. I know I'm not a mean person. I know that I would give and I would do for people. And whether or not another person sees that and another person understands that is not really my issue. It's more their issue, you know. But I also wouldn't put myself like my biggest insecurity on a platter. I I don't know. I get I get it's what you're saying. It's a tough one because yeah. she's trying to be a role model for people, but she has to also too like figure out herself, like build your confidence up first, or like figure out what your insecurities are because you know people are going to be attacking you, um, and there's gonna be people that are supporting you. She might have more supporters than um, non-supporters. But those non-supporters, if they're affecting you like that, you probably need to, like, think about how they cannot affect you. So figure out a way, whether it's therapy, losing weight, or whatever you're trying to. And then then she was criticized for losing weight because they were like, you know, um, (laughs) you're not going to represent us big girls. You know, you want to lose weight. You want to be. It was like a no win situation for her. But I think that she really has a lot of issues that she needs to figure out. Um, but for. I think I think that no matter what you do, you can't please everyone. Like we no, all we can. teach that to our kids, you know, like you have to yeah. do what makes you happy. And I feel like that is what she puts out. Like, I like this bikini. This yeah. is the bikini I want to wear. If you don't like how I look in it, then you can look away. Right. And mm-hmm. so. I, I I get the being hurt, right? But I feel like there's so many girls or women that pull from her energy to, to get that same confidence that it's probably like hurtful to see her hurting and then it takes you back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because this can't be the first time that people have said things to her. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a tough one. It is. But I I get it because I think we all have that, you know, and of course not on a celebrity status, right? No. Yeah. But let me ask you another question. Why is there pressure for women to stay fit? Like, and I'm talking about everyday women, not because women celebrities too. Well, okay. But I, I feel like women are still in the minds of society and of men second-class citizens, meaning we are here to serve the purpose of being a pleasure for men, 
We are not here to be independent and whole individuals that have our own hopes and dreams. And I think that you can see that in all aspects of society, not just how we're expected to look, um, Mm -hmm. but it's that we're just here for men's pleasure. We're, We're not, if we're not providing a service of being beautiful, then we are not valuable because that's all we're good for. I can understand that. What about in, in a celebrity world? Do you feel like women, why, why does, why do women, this is a good one because I'm thinking about, you know, who I really like in the celebrity world, Beyonce, right? Mm-hmm. She, after she had her twins, she was like, my body became bigger and like she embraced it. Like she knew that she could not go back or she could go back. I'm but sorry. whether she, she, I thought she had a surrogate. No, she had twins herself. Oh, so she never had a surrogate. Mm-mm. I thought that was like the whole big thing that she had a surrogate. Okay. I think Kim card. Kim Kardashian had a surrogate, oh, but Beyonce had okay. all three of her children. Oh, okay. Um, so she she was saying like, you know, you know, I know. You see, uh, I was going to say, you see how much I keep up with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so like she was just saying like she's embracing the extra the weight body. that she has, mm-hmm. the new body. And when she did that, I noticed other celebrities doing the same thing. Thing. yeah but that's and she, that's what i was saying like about lizzo too yeah like starting her own trend of you know you don't have to be this super skinny person or what but society, she, beyonce ain't never been super skinny but she lost a lot of weight after her first baby like she was somewhat back to her pre-baby weight mm-hmm. or maybe even a little bit smaller but after these twins i haven't seen her back at all which, I, I gotta look her up because I don't know what she looked like, but she's very um plump. I'm not look plump in a bad way, plumper. but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, you could tell she she she's not as skinny as she used to be. But think about if so perfect example of using Beyonce, right? Because you and yeah. I have had this conversation about all the plethora of resources that she has that have uh-huh. made it possible for her to even get to where she is, you know, like the personal trainer, the chef, Mm -hmm. the driver, the weight loss consultant, the nutritionist, whatever, all these people that she has at her disposal to Mm -hmm. help her to, let's say for her first baby to get back. Right. And Mm -hmm. the fact that she still struggled, it just shows how unrealistic that expectation is for the average person. Like I, I know we'll talk about it, but like for me, after I had my second baby, trying to cook dinner is an impossibility for me. You know what I mean? So you want me to add like all these things, you know what I'm saying to my plate and I'm struggling to change diapers and make bottles and stuff, you know? And with someone like Beyonce to say, it's been a struggle. I feel like that should be eye opening for people that are outside of the bubble that that we're in, you know? Yeah. I think also too, when you're at that celebrity, when you're at that celebrity status, it makes it even harder. Yeah. Because you don't want to disappoint people, especially like your fans. But 
she has like these type of ride or die fans that it don't matter what she does that people are gonna you. always ride for her. <laughs> I mean, she gotta do something really bad in order for me to say I don't mess with her like that no more. Uh, is she still but, like performing at this new size that she is? Like, uh, the last performance that she did was was it Homecoming? I think it was Homecoming, and then you know, right? That was twenty eighteen. And she might have had a performance in between there. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but no, not really, because in COVID. Um, but but she's, she don't she's, have no like no. no videos or. She's she did the um. The Blackest King album, and yes, she did dance. She's doing everything she's doing with this weight. Okay. So, it's just she just looks a little bit more, you know, fuller. Yeah. Which I can appreciate because. We shouldn't be set to these standards of we need, as soon as we have these babies, you know, life still goes on. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still cooking dinners. I'm still doing household chores. You know, I'm still working. You know, it's, it's harder to focus on me losing weight because I'm doing all these other things. And the easiest thing to do is let me just eat this donut real quick so I can move on to the next thing that I have to do. Listen, I got a donut right here. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, it's going to be like, okay, you're going to let yourself like focusing on my physical health was not a priority. Um, I feel like if you want to work on yourself, it should be for you. It shouldn't be for nobody else. Exactly. So and I feel but I but. I'm glad you mentioned that because I do feel like for us, like we talked about um, both of us trying to be on a weight loss journey. I do mm-hmm. feel like we were both doing it for ourselves. I personally, I don't, there is no one else to, to critique it. You know, my husband does not critique my size or my weight or how I look. If I wake up and go the whole day without brushing my hair, he will not say a word. So it's not, it's not like someone, someone external, but I think that the problem is that as moms and Mm -hmm. maybe even before we became moms to a lesser extent as wives, the, the default is to put yourself at the bottom of the list. So even though we are doing it for ourselves, I feel like if we were doing it for our husbands, we might've had more incentive to actually prioritize it because (laughs) I was just going to say, because like for both of us, when there's something that's like exclusively just for, for you and I, that we want to do, it's a struggle for us to really say, no matter what I'm going to do it. Like even just doing this podcast, it's like a mindset change for us to say, this is the time that we are not moms. We're not wives. We're not, anything but podcasters you know Mm -hmm. and I feel like with our weight loss journey it was easy for us to cut that because it was only for us yeah like it was only for us to it was our time to focus on us right like but we we also too gave up on us I don't look at it that way but go ahead and speak your truth (laughs) <laughs> when I say gave up on us, we just didn't care about it anymore. That's not true for me. When I say don't, well, for me, I felt like, okay, I reached a goal. And then I got like, 
tired of doing the work. Mm-hmm. I got lazy. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just monitor my weight, make sure I, you know, yep. I stay on it. And I saw myself slowly increasing up. And then when I got to a certain point, I was like, okay, let me hold off and not eat one donut. I mean, two donuts today, I'll eat one. And then, you know, it just slowly went back up. And I'm like, damn, I'm right back at where I was. Yeah. It's like, I just really didn't care about it. Um, but also, too, like, I have a great spouse that never told me that I had to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Like, he was always encouraging me throughout the process. And he always, like, even if I got bigger, he would be like, oh, I, I think you got bigger in all the right places. It's helpful. I appreciate it. You know, but at the same time, that definitely did not motivate me to go work out. Right. <laughs> you know? And so. your, your husband is super supportive. I know, like, he was counting points with you and I know that he was like really supportive and that that is helpful but it's also like I get it like sometimes just that extra you know push is beneficial let's let's go let's go on a treadmill today let's go walk or something you'd be like okay let's do it that helps motivate me to keep going yeah but if he's like no let's you know you know what you don't have to do it you accomplish your goal take a Take a month off. That was the worst <laughs> advice. Ah, two months, three months, four months. I was say, we like four months later and girl, it's horrible. Well, my husband so. was like, so my situation was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. For me, it was, I never got unmotivated. I got overwhelmed with everything in my life that was going on. I was going through like a depression period after having my baby and it seemed like the walls were closing in on me and the only thing that I could try to do to like crawl out of that was to stop doing certain things just to like lessen the load you know and Mm -hmm. but but what I what I will take responsibility for is that Weight Watchers was the very first thing that I let go before I said let me try to cut back on my hours at work. You know what I mean? Like the very first thing was me saying, let me put the one thing that I'm in, that I'm doing for myself. Let me cut that, you know? Yeah. Because it was like just one more thing to remember, one more thing to do, feeling stressed out and feeling guilty. Like if I do grab that donut because I'm starving and I don't have time to eat breakfast, feeling guilty about doing it, you know? And so like that was like the first thing I cut off. But my husband is the opposite of yours because like when he sees that I'm like in a stressful mood or if I'm like feeling upset, he comes home with the donuts. He's like, (laughs) you earned this donut. Have 10. If that's what's going to make you feel good about yourself, if you're going to be happy, I want you to have 10 donuts and 18 scoops of ice cream and he'll be like, like encouraging on, this ain't this is at least 100 points and we only get 30 we get 30 so. a day and he'll bring me home something that's 250 points and his whole thing was like you ain't got to tell them about these donuts you ain't got to tell yes, them yes when donuts. he said count no he don't say count up he said count down it was like 50 it'd be like 12 points he said yeah, I would just bring it down to 10 points. Just yeah. round it down. I was like, what? Oh, no. And he so, was funny. And he imagine funny. living with that. When you really, really <laughs> want that donut and you like, you scan just it, you know. It and you're like, how yeah. many points is this donut? 17 20. points. And he'd be like, 
it don't even it's not even a big donut. He was like, probably the big ones are seventeen. This one is is probably only seven. Like, <laughs> he is the worst. And you looking yeah. like this, they look the same size. He like, nah, nah. That one definitely no, that small. One's definitely smaller. <laughs> so count he said round down at least at least a ten. Okay? I don't know how I lost any weight <laughs> living with him. <laughs> with him. <laughs> so this goes to my next question. Do husbands pressure their wives to lose weight after having babies? I have heard a lot of women say that a lot of women, my husband yeah. is not one of them. Um, but I, and, and society definitely does now, whether you, in the privacy of your own home, that's what you're hearing, you know, that's different. But I, I feel like every case where I've heard someone say that it was like them knowing that it was wrong in hindsight. You know, like we broke up and this is what he, you know, he said this to me or something. So I I know somebody that, well, my husband knows somebody where, you know, he talks to his uh, coworkers or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And he told me, he said, yeah, I have a guy, you know, guy friend or whatever. He told his wife, you're fat. You need to lose weight after she had her baby. Mm. And I was like, hold on, like, you told that to your wife? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, I told her she needs to stay in shape. She needs to, you know, look good for me. So, no. I was like, well, is this this person, like, working out too? And he was like, yes. You know, he's a physical fit type of guy. But, like, how are you going to tell your wife after she delivered this five to seven pound baby or eight, nine, it might've been a 10 pounder. Mm -hmm. How are you supposed to tell this woman that she needs to lose weight because she's fat after having your child? So this is why I'm saying that I feel like men view women. And when I say men, of course, I don't mean every single person because we both have said our husbands aren't this way, but in general, women are viewed to be a commodity and it's like for for me to hear that story if if it was a friend of mine that was telling me this then I would say that she really needs to reevaluate that relationship and like level set the expectations because number one it's it's impossible for a man to really understand what we go through with having children and childbirth and all that stuff like because they will never experience it but i feel mm-hmm. like some some compassion and some empathy could really go a long way in that relationship because just from an outside perspective he should be able to observe that she just went through something major yeah and not only that like think about how she is mentally yep you know like if what if she did have some postpartum depression you know after having the baby maybe she's tired overwhelmed a lot going on and then you over there telling her she's fat and she needs to lose weight and and not only that and but you're like, not doing nothing to help her well just saying that even if he's helping her just saying that alone is setting somebody back because I feel like as a as a new mom and by new I mean you have a new new child new, it doesn't matter boy. what number 
child this is in the sequence, right? Yeah. But you have a new baby. You're already overwhelmed with thoughts. You know, like, is the baby mm-hmm. eating okay? Does this poop, is it the right color? Are they gaining enough weight? What's the last time I had a shower? Is the other kid okay? <laughs> you know, like, you yeah. have all these other things going in on your mind that you're probably already hormones and all the physical stuff aside you're you're going through a major life event like a major change that you need time to adjust to and then you're going to come to me and basically be disrespectful right that's straight disrespectful you're going to be disrespectful you're supposed to be my partner my support system during this whole thing and you're basically coming to me and saying that i'm not good enough for you this is pissing me off Girl, when he told me that story, and this was a while ago, I was like, he said, what? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, you can't talk to that dude no more. Like, how are you disrespecting your wife, right? And it wasn't like she had the baby, maybe like two years later, she's still a big. It was like literally a month or two after having the baby. It was fresh. Baby I won't can't. sleep it through the night. I can't. Yeah, no, you, you don't disrespect the mom like that your wife like that like that is just oh my goodness but that also you should know what type of man you marrying what type of man you know and that wasn't their first child so she probably already expected it or maybe she already wanted to do that for herself like i don't know who the who the wife was but it's just but i think that even outside of having kids i think being in a relationship oh yeah especially a marriage you it's easier to gain weight mm-hmm. like okay so when you are single right let's let's take it for example as a single woman let's say 25 years old right yeah you are living by yourself and you're working you're hanging out with your girls you're doing yoga and pilates and rock climbing and whatever you like doing uh zip lining you're doing all these fun exciting things whatever it is that you want to do for yourself right you may Uh be dating someone going out hanging out blah 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 right but when Uh you're married your whole list of priorities changes right so now you're like taking another person into consideration the things that you are doing are different it's it's not as many girls nights usually you're doing more stuff with your spouse you've got a household to maintain right like you may be home more so you have more housework to do things just change and I feel like the pressure of those things on a because even before a, a woman has children when she's a wife there are expectations on her for being a wife you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know that they're necessarily the same for men that they have certain expectations, you know, and those things can cause you to put on a few pounds. I just feel like you also too have that happy weight. Like y'all both yeah. super happy. Y'all, eating popcorn you know, and eating chips. And- girl in the middle of the <laughs> night, you know, going out to dinner, not caring what you eating. You're going to instantly pack on those pounds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for women, in my opinion, because I am a woman, I don't really know how my body is. I feel like I pack on pounds a lot faster than my husband. So that um, is biologically the case for correct. women. Yeah. Okay. 
So I feel like, you know, when you're in your happiest and your spouse may be packing on the pounds with you. And that's was our situation or my situation is, you know, we were happy together. We packed on weight. And then once we had kids, it got even, you know, I'm going to say worse, but yeah, in terms of the weight, (laughs) you know, but you also got more happy, you know, you're happier. So of course you're going to eat more, you know, do stuff together. So yeah, the happy weight, um, is pretty bad. So that's just like women in general. We, we have a lot to think about and weight is also, um, something that we have to, um, like prioritize in our life for other people. Yeah. But we should not, we should not think like that. We should only do it really for yourself. You know, I think for me, it's, it's a couple things. I don't feel like, I feel like there is enough examples in the society that I have seen for big or overweight, technically women that look good. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That to me, it's not necessarily associated with looking good. You know, because I feel like I can still look good at any size because I see women that still look good at any size. But I feel like for me, it was more like my goal was more surrounded by like how I was going to feel. You know, like I wanted to yeah, feel feel. Yep. Healthy, I feel like I don't healthier. have to j- jump to put jeans on. No, I mean, like weight aside, you know that if you eat a salad versus if you eat a burger, you feel different, you know? True, and yeah. And so I wanted to, like, like live a healthier lifestyle, which I, I thought, in turn, would lead to weight loss, you know? And yeah. then you get those benefits of smaller sizes and all that jazz, not, you know, just being able to jump, do jumping jacks. I feel like anything, <laughs> I'm going to still be able to, I'm still going to have to jump to put jeans on. But um, but at least it will slide on a little quicker. Who's than... still wearing jeans in, in 2021? I'm talking about like, you know, I wear uh, jean shorts or some jean pants sometimes. Yeah, you're a jean. I'm a leggings girl. Yeah. Leggings and dresses. Leggings to me is, is a, for me, is a bad thing because I'm like, oh, I can fit leggings. You know, that's easy to slide Any on. Size. Yeah, so you ain't thinking about, oh, I'm gaining weight because these leggings fit you, you know? Now, when the leggings start looking a little too tight and start ripping through the seams, then you'd be like, okay. I feel like that's a longer... When the leggings start ripping through the seams, I'd be like, these cheap. These some cheap leggings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, like, and women, as women, we make excuses yeah. why the stuff is cheap and like... Oh, Something it ain't wrong got nothing to do with them 12 donuts my husband yeah. bought me. These are some cheap leggings. Girl. Well, my last question I have for you is why are women not motivated to lose weight? I don't know the answer to that, but I feel like if someone is not motivated to lose weight, then they don't need to be thinking about losing weight. Like if, if you're not motivated to do something, just don't do it. That's my, that's my take on it. You don't, why, why are we saying that women have to lose weight? So, so this is, so let me say this. Yeah, we're talking about letting yourself go right as a married woman or this is the marriage series. So, yep. Letting yourself go. To me, I feel like that is a false statement. And I feel like what you're saying is that we are letting ourselves go and we want to talk about why. 
But what, yes. but what I'm saying is that it's false. Like we're not letting ourselves go. Our lives have changed and our priorities are just different. And that is one of the outcomes of that change. It's not that I no longer, to me, I would feel like if I was not bathing, not getting dressed in the morning, but I feel like there are women that are married that have gained weight that still keep themselves put together. They still get up, put on a full face of makeup, wear a business suit, heels, get their hair and nails done. They look sharp. They've just gained weight, but we're going to say that they've let themselves go and they don't care about their appearance anymore. And it's only solely based on how much they weigh. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, I understand what you're saying. And I guess we're thinking about two different topics. No, you're you're talking about the weight gain. I'm talking about the weight gain. I'm not talking about the physical appearance of, yeah, I feel like, yes, I gained weight, but I've also felt like I haven't let myself, I let myself go at, at one point in my marriage where I did not care what I was wearing, like physically. Like I'll be in sweatpants 99% of the time going out and, you know, just not really caring about how I look because I already got a man. So why do I need to go out there and look dressed up? Right. More? And so my kids would be all great, but I would look like a. I agree with that. Roll out. 100%. But that's what I'm saying. When you saying let when I'm saying let yourself go. Yes, that was a point. But when I'm talking about let myself go into in regards to weight, I feel like I, I never let that be a priority. I let that go a part of my life. Like, yeah, letting no. my weight. Go ahead. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I think I agree more with the aspect of the weight is one aspect in addition to wearing sweatpants every day, not getting dressed, not getting cute. And so I think we're saying the same thing, but we're just looking at it from different angles. I noticed when I started to do more self do more stuff mm-hmm. for myself, like putting on earrings, mm-hmm. getting a nice outfit. I didn't like how I look. Gotcha. So I wanted to lose the weight so I can look even better. So I feel like when you let yourself go in a scenario of, oh, I don't really care how I look. Gotcha. And you let your weight get up. You're not motivated. Like you just said, up, oh, whatever. It's not a priority. But once you started, once I started focusing on, oh, I want to lose weight. I felt like, okay, let me wear this nice. Instead of me wearing a large, I was able to fit in a medium. And I was like, whoa, you know, I right. felt good about myself. And I felt like I don't want to let myself go anymore. I want to continue this journey and I wanted to dress better. So what do you think? This is a chicken and egg thing. What came first? Where did you gain the weight and that's why you started wearing the sweatpants or did you start wearing the sweatpants first? And because you weren't getting dressed up and like basically caring how you looked, you slowly started to gain the weight. I was, um, I think it all came together. (laughs) Cause see, for me, I feel like the, the clothes and the, the, that section went first. Yes, but I felt like I was already there. Like, I felt like my weight was already up. I felt like I gained weight first, and then I started to dress like I didn't care. Yeah. So you were dressing basically to 
to cover it. Like you, you put the cute jeans on. Not they didn't fit. And then the sweatpants not, fit. <laughs> I felt like that intentionally. I'm not trying right. to dress to cover it up. I just felt so comfortable in my, my relationship where I felt like I did not have to dress up for anybody. Yeah. So me going to the store, I don't need to put on no dag on, um, jeans or even some nice leggings or some nice sneakers they can be my busted sneakers with my with my sweatpants and the and the t-shirt that i had on last night like it 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 never really like i didn't really care but once i started caring and i felt like once people started noticing like oh nicole you look actually not (laughs) this is so that sound bad you actually look nice (laughs) um you got a dress on today you look so cute you should wear a dress you know my old school aunt, you know, she just tell you straight, you need to wear dresses more often. You look good in dresses. You need to wear heels more often. You know, they, they so blunt. Yeah. Um, so that also, too, helped me stay on the right track of so, wanting to get better. For, for me, it was a little bit different because I used to be, my mom is like a fashionista. And so how I dressed was like instilled, like always important to me. And I used to wear heels all the time. I used to dress like not dress up, but like I was not a sweatpants and leggings type of person. And that is the part that changed first for me. Like when, when I had my first kid, I couldn't wear heels no more with no infant like that. That was gone. You know what I mean? And so I feel like that you couldn't or you didn't want to. It's for me. I couldn't that that was not a conducive because like right before I got pregnant and while I was pregnant, I was like getting really into makeup and I was doing like makeup every day and stuff like that. And then once I had the baby, I didn't feel comfortable wearing makeup because, you know, babies like touch your face. They you snuggle them, you kiss them. And I didn't want that to get on the baby. And I know that there's women that's, that wear makeup every day when they have a newborn. It's just, it wasn't for me. So it, it didn't work for me, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And so, but once I got out of the habit of dressing a certain way, then I also got out of the habit of caring. You know what I mean? Like how I looked. How yeah. I looked, Yeah. I'm going to wear these. Because I used to work like in retail, in a retail store. And I was thinking about this like a while ago. I used to wear heels to work and I would stand up all day at work. But it didn't, it was nothing weird to me because I wore heels all the time. And also too, now that we've gained weight. It's harder to wear heels. heels. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot harder. Go to them wedges, girl. 120, 30 pounds. You're like, dang. Yeah, exactly. Go with them wedges and them thick heels because, uh-uh. Now I'm like, hold on. I can't I can't wear heels as long as I used to. It's too much weight on them. Yeah. So, um, but okay. So the moral of the story is. Be nice to your wife. <laughs> no, I'm yep. just kidding. No, for real. No, like, I think you... the moral is that you are more than how you look. And if you want to, if you want to lose weight or if you want to dress up or look a certain way, then prioritize that and do it, you know, and, and you are worthy of being able to put yourself first and do that. But don't let society tell you that you have to do it. If you feel happy and comfortable and content in those sweatpants and them leggings, like I got on right now, 
continue to wear them and, <laughs> and ignore. And COVID didn't help either because if yeah. you started to do something and then once we went into quarantine, it was like, well, why the hell would I need to get yep. dressed up for? I ain't going nowhere. So, yeah, it definitely didn't help. But now that, you know, things are starting to open up, even getting on these video conferences, you know, look somewhat nice, you know, maybe yeah. actually dress up for a video conference, not. Well, well first of all, well, you put see. A, put a fake shirt on. I have, <laughs> you know I have on a, the same t-shirt. I had two video conferences today. My t-shirt says the devil is a liar. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I still had it. But I have started to get up and try to make myself look presentable. I won't say that I dress up, but I do try to, I put my makeup on, I do my hair and I try to do that every day Yeah, because you was, I was getting real lazy with it. Yeah. Do what you want to do for yourself. Yep. Yep. I feel like as, as wives and moms, we get so complacent with, you know, doing everything else for everybody else that we forget that we matter. We matter. Yeah. We definitely matter. So do what you got to do for you. All righty. I think that was good. I liked that episode. You liked my question. I did. You you took it somewhere. You definitely took it somewhere. I'm trying to take it somewhere. I'm trying to dive deep. Because, (laughs) you know, I know that's our current struggle. Because now we trying to get back on that weight loss. Yeah, it's a lot. I worked out today. I'm feeling good. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be getting on with you in a second. Huh? What? Say what? Huh? <laughs> a month later, you ready to get on? Huh? Count me in for next month. <laughs> My phone breaking up. I can't hear you. Call me. Call me next you year. Is a, you are funny. You are funny. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna go into uh, Crystal's carrot now. We hey. do have a letter. This one is a I doozy, a and I think we're gonna have to keep it short and sweet. Okay. For time's sake. Um, but, so, okay, so this is a letter. Hello, my boyfriend and I have been dating for two years. I just found out from my brother that he asked my parents for their blessing to propose to Aww. me. And my dad said no. <laughs> I am so angry with my dad, but... I'm mad at my boyfriend, too, because I don't understand why he just still didn't propose. I love my boyfriend, and I really want to be married. What should I do? <laughs> do we have time? All right, Karen. Uh, we can, you can make it short and sweet. So, do you want to answer? Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so here's, here's my suggestion. I think it actually says a lot that the boyfriend didn't propose. Um, I agree. I think maybe the dad said something that kind of made him reevaluate. And I think the fact that your dad said no is also telling what I think should happen here is number one. Well, I don't know why the brother knows about this, but let's maybe he put the whole family together. Let's say that. Yeah. But, um, number one, I think you need to have a one-on-one conversation with your dad and you need to really understand why, he said no what are his concerns because sometimes outsiders can see things you know love is blind yep they can see things that we may be ignoring i'm not gonna say that we don't see because i'm a firm believer that we see it too we just are choosing to ignore to it ignore it for yep. whatever reason but 
clearly your dad loves you. He wants the best for you. I, I'm, a, I'm assuming, of course, I don't know these people, but you want to get to, um, you want to get to a place of understanding with what your dad's concerns are and, and really be honest with yourself about whether or not they're valid. I'm not saying that your dad is necessarily right about the concerns, but I think you should hear them openly and really meditate and think on them first and then have a conversation with your boyfriend and find out what, why he decided not to go through with it. Maybe it's just the fact that he don't want to be married into a family that doesn't want him. Maybe that was the reason why, or maybe your dad said, you don't have a job. You live, you know, you live at home with your parents and you can't support her and you need to get those things in order before you propose. And he took that to heart and decided to take some time to get himself ready to be a husband. To do it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, it is a hard situation and I could see like, I would probably be shocked, but I think you just like take away, take a breath, take away like that initial jerk reaction to be angry and try to figure out why this happened because it sounds like both of those people care about you and just getting an honest answer from them of why, why they took the actions they took could help you to get a little clarity for yourself as well. What do you think, Nicole? I think your boyfriend is doing the right thing by asking her family for her, for her hand in marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the most respectable thing and it shows that he values your family's opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think she should really, if, if, if he, I don't understand why she would say, I don't care about what my family says. Unless you <laughs> don't really just want to get married. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't really care. I mean, I understand, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to love who you want to love. And your your family may not always agree on it. But yeah. like you said, you definitely need to have that conversation with both of them. And ask him, you know, why don't you want to go through with it? Um, regardless of what they said. So, um, so yeah, I agree. I agree 3000% with what you said to have those conversations. And, but I, I definitely respect him doing that. That's, that's, you don't see that a lot anymore. So, yeah, I think, I think it's, I think it, it also telling that no one said anything to her about it. So I don't think that it was necessarily like a big fallout, you know, but it may be, maybe he just wanted to go back to the drawing board and really, you know, reevaluate and come back when he was in a better situation. Yeah, I agree. But I don't think there's any reason to be upset with anyone. I think that you can get information, go to them, you know, and, and have honest conversations. Nicole is a big advocate for this. Anyway, you guys, you and your boyfriend need to be having these tough conversations before you get married anyway. Yep. So this is a good opportunity for you guys to put that to practice and just, you know, Um, But ultimately, you and your boyfriend are the ones that are going to be in the relationship. I think if you talk through what the concerns are, it really just only matters what the two of you feel and what your decision is. Your your parents, I think, can provide some insight, but they're not going to be married with you guys. It's it's really between the two of you. So that's where you need to um, have that talk. 
Yes, communication is key. Key. Key, key. Oh, we kept it nice and short and sweet. I like it. All we did right. it. Well, that's good. That's the end of marriage series part three. That's the end of marriage series part three. So next week. It's the it's finale. The, it's the finale of the marriage series. It's going to be a great finale. and We can't wait to show you guys. So. I'm doing the bird band hands. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, but thank you guys for listening we appreciate all the love and support and until next time we will see you next week right yes next we'll week see you and hear you next week <laughs> yeah all right. all right bye that's it that's the show thank you so much for hanging out with us at the in-law suite Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The In-Law Suite. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Email us your thoughts, questions, and wildest stories at theinlawsuite at gmail.com. And make sure you come back to The In-Law Suite next week, Friday at 8 a.m. for a brand new episode. Available everywhere you get your podcasts. Bye. Bye.